0: Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus, pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. You know, when it gets rough, we start praying really hard. People that never would admit they even believed in God will pray when things get rough, right? Amen. And so prayer is such an important part of our life. In fact, actually no great moment happens in the body of Christ without prayer. Without prayer, nothing great happens. There's no revival. That happens without prayer. So prayer is really, really essential. And we're going to talk about what it takes to see a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. You know, you may look back on your life with the Lord and you might be able to remember a time where you were at like one of the, your faith was the strongest and maybe he had taken you through something or maybe he had met a need in your life. I can promise you it's probably a season you were really into prayer. You see, when the body of Christ comes together in clear agreement, visible unity, and extraordinary prayer, that is what is going to cause the next great awakening. COVID has put everybody to sleep spiritually. You see, what COVID did was not just put a physical mask on your mouth, but it put a spiritual mask on our brain, on our mouth. It even kept us. There was times we would come into church and we're singing songs. And even though you have a mask on, you weren't even singing. You know, and I praise God for whatever ideas they came up with to help us get through that season. But there's a spiritual mass that's been put on the body of Christ. And it's time to take it off. It's time to worship the Lord. And, and I'm talking about in the spirit, okay? I mean, I was just in, in Tokyo and we had to wear a mask all the time. And I appreciate that. But I'm talking about in the spirit. It's time to just wake up out of that. A week ago, Pastor Carlos and I were blessed with the opportunity to go to Seoul, Korea. But the very first thing that we noticed about the ministry there was it was all based on prayer. It was all based on prayer. There was little talking, but there was a lot of praying. Even when they preached, they just preached a little bit and then they stood and prayed forever. And how many of you know there's a lot we can learn from that? The main pastor, his name was um, Pastor Yonggi Cho, And he built the entire ministry on intercession and prayer. And so this church today has 1.6 million members. And it was interesting because I wondered why the church was filled with mostly older people. And I was like, where are the younger people? Well, because there's no seats, they make the younger people go to the house churches. And the older people came in and filled the 15,000 seat auditorium. And so we're there, and I was learning all about it, but he had three principles. He went to be with the Lord about a year and a half ago, and um, three principles that he believed. Prayer is the key to build our Christian personality. Prayer is the key to build a happy home, and prayer is the key to a great revival. Well, he says the same way that we breathe in and we gasp for oxygen. He goes, that's the same way I got to gasp and pray for the Holy Spirit. It's like I need air to breathe, but I need God to function. He's like, I need oxygen to breathe in my life, but I got to pray so that God can tell me how my life should be, how our ministry could be. And so everything that he did was based on prayer. And um, he also felt like if he didn't pray, he couldn't handle his responsibilities and what God had called him to do. And at that time, it was about only 750,000 members. And so every day, their ministry, they have now a property called Prayer Mountain. And in Prayer Mountain, they made, it is the coolest thing in the world, but they made these little booths, okay, these little booths, and there's 300 of them. And you can reserve them and every single day of the week 3,000 people go up to prayer mountain to pray every day and Yonggi Cho was known for his famous teaching of the tabernacle prayer and he shared that he began to pray for three hours a day three hours a day some of y'all can't pray for three minutes a day I mean I'm just gonna tell the truth right And so what he would say is he would invite American pastors and European pastors to come up to prayer mountain and he would invite them to go into one of the prayer grottos and after about 15 minutes, they didn't know what else to pray for. And you know, he would just laugh. He would make fun of the American pastors and the European pastors. But one day the Lord revealed to him while he was in Taiwan, a specific prayer he called the tabernacle prayer. And the Lord gave him the revelation of this. And this is what he said. When Moses led the Israelites through the wilderness, God asked Moses to build a tabernacle. And God commanded all the Israelites to come in and worship in the tabernacle. But he said, today, we don't see that tabernacle. Okay, we don't have that specific tabernacle. But the word of God says this, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are that tabernacle. And he says, our spirit is comparable to the holy of holies. Our mind is comparable to the holy place. And our physical body is compared to the courtyard. When the Lord gave the commandment to build it, he gave the instructions exactly how it should be built. And I heard this teaching one time. Sometimes when we sit and we begin to pray, it's like we never make it past what they say in the Bible, the outer courts. It's like you standing on the outside of this church and you just pray for two or three minutes and walk away. But if you can learn to pray just a little longer, if you can learn to tarry just a little longer, you're going to go from the outer courts to the inner courts. Amen. And so when you learn to increase your time in prayer, you push past the outer courts and you go inside the Holy of Holies. Amen. And that's where your prayer life is going to transform your thinking, your faith, your doubt, right? Anybody ever faced a financial need? Okay. Anybody ever faced a sickness? Maybe something has happened with a child right before I got here. The brother was sharing with me that his wife has gone through cancer. That her son just got in a horrible accident, 70 miles per hour on a motorcycle. He said one challenge after the other, and I could hear that the brother was discouraged. Amen. But because I've gone through stuff in my life and got through it in prayer, I was able to encourage him. You see, everything you've ever gone through in your life is not in vain, amen? See, when you've gone through one valley and you came out, how many of you have been in a valley you didn't think you would come out? I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, I've been in some valleys that I didn't see a light. It was like muddy up in there. There was like water, I was drowning. But when you come out of it, then what happens is you are now, you have more faith To know that the next time you face something, that God is going to see you through. Amen? It's amazing. And and I remember my mom. I did a little video of my mom right before she went to be with the Lord. And she's laying there, really, in her deathbed. And I said, Mom, what would you tell other people? You're, You're laying right here. You know you're going to be with the Lord soon. I said, but what would you tell somebody else fighting it? She says, oh, that none of these things move me. My mom would begin to start preaching right on, and I videoed it. And I said, I want you to tell everybody how you feel right now. She said, none of these things move me as I proceed to the high calling of Jesus Christ. Because she done not been through it, amen? And her faith, even in her last moments, was strong. And it's not that she lost the battle, amen. She won the best battle. She is like walking streets of gold. So the longer and the more consistent your prayer life is, the more faith you have for the next event, amen. And so what he taught, what Pastor Yongi Cho taught, caught like wildfire in that country he shifted the country they converted buddhists into christianity they changed policy they changed things he was so well respected in that country but it was all based on prayer you know when they invited us to go to this event what do we do as americans the very first thing i did was let me look up his facebook let me look up their website i want to see what this conference is all about and I was like, they had like 123 Instagram followers. I was like, is this real? Are we really going to a big event over there? No social media. And the church was packed. Packed out. Because we have this idea over here in the West, right? We have this idea. We're just so confused over here. And if you say we're going to have a prayer service, hardly anybody shows up. Right? Right. But over there, it was packed out. Why? Because they knew what the power of prayer has done. Look, there was another great move of the Lord in history. In 1857 and 1858, right there in that little year period, it was a movement of prayer led that led 1 million people to become Christ followers from a population of only 30 million in the nation. This movement of prayer was begun in New York City by a volunteer, a dream team member of a church. And the Lord called this guy to go reach out to some immigrant people, and he just, he felt like he failed. He said, man, nobody's listening to me, you know, and he just didn't know what to do. So you know what the guy does? He decides at one o'clock in that afternoon to go on his knees and pray, and six guys joined him. The next week, a hundred people joined him. The next week, a thousand people joined him to just pray. And as a result of it, in that one year period, one million people came to the Lord. Amen? You see, as a result of that, the church was revived. Christians were in the same. Fires of evangelism were burning. And the advance of the gospel to the nations of the world was so profound. See, big things, breakthroughs, and miracles happen when we pray. You know, if you just listen to the world news, you know, the U.S. government just spent $290 million in radiation medication. Now, why will we need $290, a quarter of a billion dollars in anti-radiation medication? Because of the wars that are going on. This is a time not to not come to church. This is a time to come to church and to get on our knees and strengthen our walk with the Lord. We have to learn how to pray, and so why do we pray? We pray because that's how you communicate with God. You know, My husband and I, we love each other. We've been married 27 years. We'll call each other all day long. In fact, if we go too long without talking to each other, I'm like, yeah, Yo, do you not have a phone? You know, we start like, what's your problem, man? I've been waiting all day. We love to communicate. Okay, some of y'all married, you're like, if he calls me all day, that's a wrap. I don't even want to hear it. You're like, please, don't listen to Pastor Rosa. Do not call me all day. But because you love each other, you want to communicate and you want to talk. So when we love our God, we pray because we want to talk to him. And you also want to do what? You want to hear what the Lord has to say. You want to hear what the Lord has to say. So, you know, one thing about prayer that happens, this is funny. My dad, he used to say years ago, come on, y'all, everybody stand up in a circle and we're going to do a little prayer groups. And I just want, you know, somebody take the lead and start praying and then everybody pray. Oh, I hated that with a passion. Because I'd always be by sister so and so that could quote twenty-five scriptures in the prayer, and I would be God in Jesus' name. Give me something holy and a whole verse. Sure enough, I'd always by, be by like the walking Bible. Who would pray? I feel so guilty, like I wouldn't even say. It. And so sometimes the enemy can mess with your head and go, you know, I don't even know how to pray. I'm not qualified to pray. You know, I don't know enough to witness to somebody. What if they ask me a question in the Bible and I don't have the answer? And so I want you to know that the disciples felt this way too. In Luke 11, 1, it says one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, okay, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray said, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. So here's the 12 guys hanging with Jesus. And one of them says, Jesus, teach me to pray. And they're walking with the man. So don't ever feel like you don't have the proper words to speak to Jesus. Amen. You see, there's nothing more important in life than to learn how to pray. Prayer is the most important thing we can learn how to do. And it's where we learn how to talk to God where you learn how to understand Him and connect with Him. How many of you find yourself just praying throughout the day? You know, you just pray throughout the day. You don't have... A specific time is important. And if you can set aside a specific time to give to God with no interruptions, huge. You're going to see big things happen in your life. But you also have to learn how to pray throughout the day. Look, I'm going to give you things really quick of what happens and why we should pray. And the very first thing is prayer draws the Lord near. Prayer attracts God. Psalm 66, 16 through 20 says, Come in here, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he's done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord wouldn't have listened says, God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Come on somebody, God does not withhold his love from you. Somebody else may not be listening to you, but God is always listening. Amen. You see, when we deal with our sin in our heart, God listens to our prayers. He doesn't just listen, he acts on your behalf, God's got your back, amen. The Bible says He'll act on your behalf. Have you ever felt cheated? Have you ever felt like somebody didn't really hear you out? Have you ever felt like you were misunderstood? Well, God says that if you'll pray to me, I got your back, amen. And so He will make whatever the truth is come alive, amen. He has your back. See, leaving things unresolved makes it difficult for us to be honest and vulnerable, and sometimes it causes our prayers to be distracted. But prayer is a perfect opportunity to explore your heart. You gotta share everything with God. You may not be able to go to your family, your friends, sometimes not even your spouse, But you can go to God in prayer. Amen. You can go to God in prayer. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. It's it's this podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.